And we are back. Yes, we are. The Run Duo. Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. And we are here with the reason why there is a Run Duo. Basically. I mean, um, he, he's definitely a legend in our minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I thought that you had more. <laughs> no. Darrell, you are definitely a legend of mine. Especially your journey is just very inspiring. And when I think about just... Someone that knows what they're doing is about technique, is about the strategic plans of everything. I think about Darrell. So you are amazing. So I'm yes. really excited. But for people who may not know you, mm-hmm. introduce yourself. Well, thank you, first of all. Uh, <laughs> and my name is Darrell, Darrell Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, just a local runner here in Atlanta. Just did, a did local hear, runner. Did you hear my uh-huh. example? Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm just a local runner just here. Just a local guy. Just well, hit me this pavement in Atlanta. If you don't know, besides running, Darrell um, was one of the founders, and um, I'm going to say you were the producer of the show of the Real Runners uh, podcast. Oh, no, that's a fact. I'm yeah. going to claim all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking all of that. Darrell, take it um, all. Roy and Omari, I love y'all, but yes. <laughs> yes. Most so. definitely. And, I mean, we were all really sad when you guys decided to, to shed it down but we understand especially uh indy and i understand what it's like trying to put on a podcast so it's not the easiest thing to do yes. and you guys are doing it every week so yeah. that's yeah. definitely yeah. A, juggling it, personal it can, life yes, and work that can and, definitely yeah. become a grind so mm-hmm. we understand that but definitely the fact that you had the real runners is one of the reasons i started my original podcast of shut up tommy um and then found out that i did need a partner <laughs> like, yeah i need somebody to talk to <laughs> and uh indy and i ended up together so definitely but beyond that i mean even though you had the podcast i don't think i ever remember hearing your action i mean i know you have a blog yeah. that you you know you, yeah. you write on as well but i don't remember ever hearing your actual runs i heard the basic you know the basic hey i used to be heavy i'm not yep. you know i was trying to lose weight blah 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 but i want to hear more of like your run journey where it started um where it is and where it's going for sure um and that really is the whole story mm-hmm. i i had just um I had been married for I don't know five, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I, I was I was over, I was a bit overweight. Um, and when I say overweight, I just mean that technically, as in you know by the BMI BMI scales. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own interpretation of that. Um, and I had just gotten my MBA, and I had my first kid. And my wife was pregnant with the second one. Oh wow! So it was a super duper um, mm-hmm. hectic and busy. Oh, and I started a new a new job. So it was a, a very, whole lot going on. A whole right. lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, 2000, 2011. And um, so th- this new company I was working for was, was Regent, Regents Business Capital. Mm-hmm. The president of the company sponsored or was a large sponsor of CHIP's inaugural MLK 5K. For those mm. that here in Atlanta okay. you know CHIP Owens. Ch- yeah. CHIP Owens. Uh-huh. And, MLK drum um, run? MLK drum run, okay. right. Mm-hmm. And I was the only... Um, I was one of two black people in, in the entire division and I was the youngest one. Mm. And so, you know, the president comes over to me like, Hey, you know, we need you to participate in this race for us. I mm-hmm. had never run a road race. I mm-hmm. never ran in, in, um, in school, in high school, in college, nothing like that. Um, but you know, I'm new employee here. President's asking me personally. So of course I did it. And, um, I showed up there and, and I say this all the time, but Legit, I had on uptowns, some uh, some basketball shorts, cotton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, back then you wore the big basketball yeah, shorts, yeah, like, the yeah, ones like that are way below the knee. You know, it was, it was, I was looking wild out there, and I had on a Georgia State hoodie, and I was like, "All right, let's do it." And um, that that first year, 
the the race was in Buckhead. It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, now it's at Piedmont Park, yeah. but it was in Buckhead mm-hmm. then. Super hilly course. Um, took me, I still remember my time, it was 37 minutes and 31 seconds of pure struggle. Mm-hmm. And um, when I finally finished the race, you know, I was getting passed by all of these people. I always said there was a woman with a double stroller who passed mm-hmm. me, going up a hill, <laughs> and, and, and encouraging me along the way. I'm like, oh, this is a hot mess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And so after that race, I said, all right, I'm going to get back in shape. And I just started exercising. And running was just one component of that. Um, but really what I got heavy into, you guys remember, um, what was the name of those DVDs? Uh, Insanity. You ever yes. heard of Insanity? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I was doing the Insanity uh-huh. DVD. That was really kind of what helped get me in shape. Uh-huh. And uh, and then running was a part of it. You know, maybe I ran two or three miles a week just mm-hmm. as a, a overall fitness thing. And so... When the next year came around, my company wasn't sponsored anymore. But then it was like, you know what? I just want to go back mm-hmm. and see what I can do because I felt a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. I went back and, and did it again in uh, 2013. And then from then on, I'm, I was healthier, but I just enjoyed running and kind of took off from there. Okay. Yeah, sorry for the long story. Oh, that wasn't no, long. That wasn't long. <laughs> um, We've heard longer. If anybody's, I mean, I remember hearing that the first time. I was like, what? I mean, because yeah. Darrell, you look like you like stepped out the womb in you know in Nike shorts and you know, no. <laughs> I mean that's you you look right. like that kind of shape. So to go from you know what you said you were to now is pretty amazing. Um, was it just did did you run at all before that? Like, were you an athlete in high school? Anything? And so when I was younger, I played. Um, and so when I say younger, I mean starting in, in junior high school, mm-hmm. I played baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, by the time I hit ninth, tenth grade. Um, I was just a, I was just a regular weed smoker, and so <laughs> athletics <laughs> fell Did to you the say, side. Wait, yeah. Yeah. ninth and tenth grade. <laughs> yeah, I was a regular weed. Yeah. The honesty is needed. Keep I, going I, through. I, I, okay, I'm just saying. How did you find weed in ninth grade? Where are you from? New York. Okay, that's why. Okay, go on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean nothing. Yeah. 11-year-old's finding them these, yeah. these days. <laughs> Trust me. Winter Park, Florida, there was no weed. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be found. And, and I think that just started an unhealthy habit going uh-huh. forward. Mm-hmm. I dropped sports. You know, I kind of was just more into just, you know, Chilling. doing that. Yeah. Right. And then, so you go from that to then college, and I'm just drinking and eating pizza mm-hmm. and just wings. And so I, I no, I, I had a, I was athletic. You know, probably up until about the age of 13. And then I started living a very um, just sit on the couch type lifestyle. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Did you miss it all at all? Did you miss being athletic and active? I don't think I realized it because it didn't like the people I hung around, my friends. It, it was never a factor. Mm-hmm. Like right now, a lot of my social circle involves athletic people. Mm-hmm. But when all you're hanging around with is other people that just smoke and drink. Right. No one's saying like, oh, let's go run around a track. So right. I don't yeah. even realize what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. What really uh, set it off and, and helped me realize it, so Omari, my the one of the guys I uh, co-hosted Real Runs uh-huh. in Atlanta with, I've known him since uh, college days. Okay. And so we used to do this thing uh, back when we were in college. We call it, like, the couples challenge. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, me and, you know, my girlfriend and him and his girlfriend and mm-hmm. a couple of my other buddies, we'd basically put on, like, this Olympic-style event and, you know— <laughs> Whoever lost, you know, it was just a big bet over like, and then we, you had to buy the winning couple dinner and all of this. Okay, stuff. y'all still uh-huh. do this? Nah, nah, nah. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> that sounds like fun. But we had this whole thing set up. So and it had like basketball, saying. it had track, it had tennis, it had all these events, nice. and we do it all day long. And each event was scored. Okay. Well, when it came to the track event, it was an indoor track, and mm-hmm. it was one lap. 
and I couldn't make it around one lap. Oh, wow. So, you know, Omari was always uh-huh. um, athletic, even in college. Okay. You know, he played soccer. He was fit. So, and you wouldn't know the other people. But so Omari and the other guys, they're like taking off. And I take off too for like the first ten steps, right. and then I'm like, oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my my now wife, but then girlfriend, mm-hmm. she's always been athletic okay. and fit. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was a relay. Mm-hmm. So the guys went first, and she's over there like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> come on, and that's what it hit me. I'm like, you know, I think I should be able to run one time around an indoor track. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that wow. was probably the only time when I realized that I, I'm, I'm really not fit. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, you know what? I mean, actually, I do like that idea. We gonna come back to you on that. We uh, are. That couples Olympics. Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we might. We have a few couples in the room right here. We mm-hmm. might. We might have to figure that out. We might need. Um, to. We did it for like three years straight. Really? But then the couples kept changing. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, so everybody's a little more solidified now. Yeah, we're a little more solidified now. So I think that we can. Uh, <laughs> I was the only one that had a consistent team. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that? They, they keep bringing in ringers. Yes. Subs. <laughs> We don't need that. Yeah, we got, we're all a little more stupid now. We might have to try that out. That does sound like a good idea. So, you know, you get through, you go through this, and then now, and now you, you, you're moving forward. You've yep. gotten into shape. But you're not just a runner. You are, like, the runner, Darrell. Was it just you just got that runner's high? What made you go from a very sedentary life, which I understand you wanted to get in shape, and but you were doing other stuff. What made running, like, that much more? Because you were, like... I t- um uh, you tr- how like you run twenty miles like at least once a week right yeah I mean yeah. you that's not just a runner that's a runner so <laughs> what what brought you to that level thanks man um so okay when I first started running I had a a, a really good friend of mine still a good friend of mine his name is Jason and um he he lives in China now mm-hmm. but when I first tr- started to try to learn how to run um he would teach me how to breathe. Mm. and so he was real heavy into like yoga and and soccer he was just generally fit and um he taught me some breathing techniques that allowed me to go from running a lap to running a full 5k um and once I was able to run a complete 5k that's when I really found the joy in running I'm like oh wow I can run for more than one or two miles at a time and I can keep this thing going and then so I credit Jason in the beginning. And then shortly after that, I joined Black Men Run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, just once I joined Black Men Run, that opened the doors to the running community. So before then, my journey was just me and a couple of people I knew. But Black Men Run was like, oh, whoa, there's a it's whole, whole other world out here. And mm-hmm. so then when you start meeting people and they start telling you things, you know, like I, I met Margo and she would always talk about the Boston Marathon. Oh, mm-hmm. what's that? And then, so then there's goals set in front of you. And then I'm, my personality is such that when I do things, I kind of go, I don't really, I go like all the way. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the beginning, it was a little bit of, you know, if I'm honest, maybe it was like negative energy. Like people would tell me what I could and could not do. Mm. And some of that energy was, oh, well, I'm going to show them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then along the way, I just um, really became infatuated with the idea that I can change my body to do what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new concept for me that I'm still exploring now where like before I was like subject to my body, mm-hmm. my body would impress upon me things, desires, wants, and I was just, as Kachokian would say, I was it. a slave to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I'm hungry. I want this. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like drinking this. I'm going to drink that. But I started to realize that I could do it the other way around. Like the I and me, I can decide, no, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And my body will resist. And I'm like, no, you're going to bend. You know, it's just like any other muscle group. If I keep make, if I keep moving over and over and over again, my body will physically like change. You know, mm-hmm. if you do bicep curls mm-hmm. and you, Every time you do one, your muscle breaks and then it comes back and it gets bigger to do the task that you want it to do. And it's such a basic idea that everyone knows, but I'm just infatuated with the fact that I can decide to change my body and make it bend to my will. Yeah. Yeah, And speaking of change, because I know that we briefly discussed, you've had weight loss like that. Can you tell us or do you mind sharing how much weight you have lost from 2011 to now? Uh, 50 pounds. Okay. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. lost 50 pounds. And um, even what's more important to me than that is that in 2011, I had high blood pressure. Um, I had a high blood sugar level and um, high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So I had all of those stats. And that's something that has been a trend in my family, mm-hmm. you know, from my parents and his generation, aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. up to my grandparents. And so now, you know, my blood pressure is phenomenally low my resting heart rate is you might think i'm dead if you saw it (laughs) cholesterol blood sugar all of that has come down so again that's just an example you know my wife will tell you that my motto it's almost sad to say now but i used she would talk to me about the way i would eat and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i would say oh well you know my grandmother you know has high blood pressure my dad is pre-diabetic like i know i'm gonna get all this stuff so Mm -hmm. i'm not fighting it i'm gonna just live my life enjoy what i do and and whatever happens happens. come eventually yeah it wasn't until later that i realized that that's that's not true we can create our own our own health right so there's been this conversation of obviously your weight loss and where it has catapulted you into being an excellent runner where has your mentality changed in regards to like how you feel about yourself confidence in regards to losing that 50 pounds? Like where's your mindset around that and kind of how you carry yourself? I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't have confidence around the weight loss. I think the weight loss is a result of the confidence, not Mm -hmm. the cause of it. My confidence comes from knowing that I can change myself. Every like I that's why I can say something like oh, I was a habitual weed smoker mm-hmm. um, because every day you wake up you can decide that you're not that anymore. Yeah, every mm-hmm. single day you can whatever it is you can wake up and say, nope, I might have been that for thirty years, but not anymore. Not today. Yeah, not, not, not I think that's the confidence. Home. Yeah. Well, now also, um, as far as now, like where you you've brought yourself to, where do you are you still pushing to get faster are you still sure. pushing like what is your end goal i guess is it is it your goal just so i want to be able to run until i'm 50 I, well i'm going to run until i'm 70 or is that your goal or is your goal you know to get to a point where you're you know you're winning masters marathons and you know that sort of thing or if not even masters just winning marathons um I mean, i've won a marathon yeah mm-hmm. i've come in second in a marathon mm-hmm. Um, so I see myself now, I don't know if I have an end goal because I don't, I don't know where it's at. I know it's, and I'm assuming you're talking strictly from a running perspective. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm capable of significantly more than what I've done and where that ceiling is. I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah. Kip Chogi ran two hours flat. 
I don't think I'm ever going to run two hours flat. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to run faster than I've run. I don't know where that middle ground is. I I have annual goals. Like this year, I know I want to break 240. Okay. So I can tell you that. But Uh then it's not like if I break, say I run 239.59 in November. I I don't know. I'm going to reevaluate. I'm going to figure out what I haven't done yet. Because there's still still some things I haven't done. Each year, I kind of try to think about something to focus on. Mm -hmm. But like right now, I still average less than five hours of sleep a night. Wow. To me, that's a low-hanging fruit. If I ran a 239.59, mm-hmm. probably next year, what I'm going to say is, hmm, what if I figure out a way to get eight hours of sleep every single night mm-hmm. and then keep this training? Could 239 turn into 234? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think your mentality, I don't think he's, I don't think there is an end goal for him. No. To mm-hmm. me, like when I listen to him speak, Darrell, when I listen to you speak, excuse me, and when you talk about it and just your mentality of things, I don't think there is an end. And I mean that in yeah. a very positive way, meaning he's going to continue to top everything that he's continued to do until you just can't anymore. Meaning <laughs> sure. like you're a hundred and you just can't, you're right. <laughs> so you can't anymore. Like, I feel like that's just your mentality. Um, and I think that you mentioned earlier how you, I guess in so many words, you're not really cocky about what you do. You're very humbled about how you perform and the things that you do. And I think that that's, what's amazing about you. But I think you're moving in silence is what is, to me, I attach myself to that. Like, Darrell, you are working behind the scenes. You're not posting runs. You're not on social media doing all this. But when you come to a starting line, you're showing out. And I think that that's what is important. I mean, you have to put the work in. Well, definitely. And we not going to worry about that. You definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> put the work in. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm just always amazed when I see you run because your form is great. Um, the fact that you can run, you, you, your blog, do you still, and I'm sorry, I haven't, I haven't looked at it in a while. So do you still writing the blog? I do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just tell us how we can get to that. Uh, it's Darrell runs D A R E L R U N S.com. What was the last thing you blocked about? That's a good question. Um, I think I did a, a short recap of, uh, several, a series of five K's that I mm-hmm. ran. Um, so what I try to do is anytime I run a marathon for the first time, I write a long blog entry on it. Um, any marathon that I've duplicated, I don't do it again. And some of the shorter races, like 10Ks and 5Ks, I don't. Mm-hmm. But what I try to do is, and I'm slipping on this, at least once a month, just try to log in, write down some thoughts. You know, this is what I've been doing the last month. This is how I feel. And it's as much for the external audience as it is for myself, because mm-hmm. I'll still go back and review my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I also um, regularly get just emails from people, mostly from the the race recaps. It'll be people who are about to run a race mm-hmm. that I ran, and then they'll contact me, and I'll talk to them about whatever questions they have coming into it. I got um, you. One side goal, I guess you asked about goals. I'm trying to run a marathon and, and uh, run a marathon in all 50 states. And sub four hours for each marathon. There's a group called sub, sub, what is it? Sub four com or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, nice. So, yeah. Where are you on that goal? Like where, have, where, how many states got, have you done uh, so far? 10 states. Okay. 10 nice. states. Yeah. What's the next one? Next one is um, Revel, Revel Big Bear. Mm-hmm. It's in San Bernardino, California. And it's a, it's, it'll be my first time running a Revel course. If, for those that aren't familiar, Revel courses are just notoriously downhill. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, it's you lose 
three, four, five thousand feet of elevation over the course of a marathon. Yeah. And people have been able to run significantly faster than say what you would do on a flat course. On a flat course. So I'm curious to see, you know, what I'll do. Um, on, on that type of But, course. I mean, for them to be that downhill, do they start at higher eleva- elevations usually? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'll start around five, six, seven. I've seen some that start as high as nine, ten thousand 10,000 feet oh, of, wow. of elevation. Okay. So. Now, have you thought about passing on, like your coach, like coaching, that sort of thing? Or is it more of a passing on and just not an official capacity, but just more of a, hey, this, this, this kind of thing, if people ask? What I'm most interested in, so now that I'm, I'm at the point now when I show up at Atlanta Track Club races, mm-hmm. the guys in the front know me and I know them and I can consistently finish, you know, in the top 10, top 15 of mm-hmm. these races. And what, I, what I've realized from doing that over the last year is that all these guys know each other. All these guys run together. They practice together. Mm-hmm. They share together. And that's something that we're missing in the black community. We don't have that. So they're getting better because they, they're working together. Whereas us, it's like, I mean, just to be honest, it, I'm like the only one up there. Mark, Marquell yeah. will be up there with me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a handful. So yeah. what I've been trying to do is, is find like the fastest people in the area and get us training together. So now, you know, I run with Marquell every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. I um, run with Habib, um, some Sundays, but every Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, kind of fell off a bit, but I was running with Patrick every Sunday. So really what I want to do is get a group. I don't want to coach, but I just want to get a group of like-minded people together so that we can push each other and set an example for the next generation mm-hmm. so that, um, the front of the races starts to look different. I was having this conversation with, um, Rich Kanab just last week from Atlanta track club that while diversity has grown you know groups like black men run and black girls run mm-hmm. and they've done a, a fantastic job of exposing black community uh the black community to running mm-hmm. and getting diversity and the social aspect up but at the front of the race we're just not there right we're just not there and we should be there mm-hmm. so um i don't want to coach I, I have no <laughs> interest whatsoever uh-huh. in coaching at least not in, a, in an official capacity yeah but I'm very interested in identifying and creating an environment where we can push each other to pass limits that we've maybe erroneously set on ourselves okay. because there's too many of us. And I've heard it too often where people are telling people what they can and cannot do. And I think we just need a little bit more of, yeah, you, you can yeah. because and to harp on this point, we can, like I, I know it with full confidence, with absolute confidence. This isn't a guess or a hope. Mm-hmm. We can. There's absolutely no reason why we're not at the front of these races. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be able to look at the Peachtree Road Race and see that four of the top ten were black. Mm-hmm. Or e- even if even if that's too, you know starting with even a smaller five Ks and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. we can do that. We just have to know someone has to look somebody in the face and tell the person that they can do it. Well, I'm going to shout somebody out, Eric Campbell. I'm going to put him on your radar. Please he, do. He, Eric Campbell. Yeah. Um, he is a guy that he will register for races. He's 
dropped six five. He can do it. He yeah. was in your. He was in that um, ATL relay. ATL relay. Mm-hmm. He was on one of the movers and pacers team. But I'm gonna give him to you because he's okay. one of those that could be up there with you guys. But he just doesn't. And I, I think when, he feels like when he, if he's not to optimal performance, he won't go out. But I feel like he could be. He could be up there with you guys. So and I know he listens to our podcast. So I'm gonna put you out there, Eric. Please I mean, tell him, <laughs> give him give him my cell phone number and. and okay. All, all we do is run together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I say we run we run together when we run hard. Mm-hmm. And we all die on the course. Right. Like there's times when mm-hmm. I'm running with Habib and he's scraping me off the ground. Right. Or I'm scraping him off the ground. He's scraping my quality off the ground. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when we go out wherever we are, you know, we've been running a lot on in southwest Atlanta. But if we go out to the Comet and you see two, three, four of us, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. flying down that trail, it creates an image for people to like, whoa. Right. Who are those guys? We'll have mm-hmm. people come by on bikes and literally ask us, do you guys know how, how, how fast y'all are going? I've been on this bike tracking y'all this whole time. Do you, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, rolling. We're, we're, tr- we're trying to push the envelope. Awesome. And that's mm-hmm. how it should be. Are you still dropping several miles on the track? Um, my track is getting resurfaced at Maze. Okay. So I haven't done as much. Only time I'm on the track really now is, is Tuesdays with uh, Habib and mm-hmm. Uh, Fridays, I go. I have a middle school near my house, okay. but I'm actually doing a lot of miles on the treadmill lately. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a part of my mentality that I know with Darrell too, because he used to, used to put miles down on I the miss track, my track, like yeah. circles and circles and circles, and that just tells you it's a different mentality. I think when you can do that and drop miles on a treadmill too, like double digit miles around the track. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, <laughs> this guy needs a podcast. I mean, I just love listening <laughs> to him talk. I, I do. I, I mean, know. We miss you. Exactly. I mean, Darrell, <laughs> I used to say this all the time. I mean, like, if you've ever heard Tiger Woods talk about hitting a golf ball, that's what Darrell sounds like when he's talking about running. It's it's very intelligent. Um, he, he's very articulate with it. And I, just, this guy needs a podcast. How can we get him on the podcast? Well, I, we'll, we got to figure something. Yeah, out. We, we do. He has so much personal life, so I think we have to talk to the wife first. I'll come on y'all podcast whenever you want. You know, we got you. So I will want to. I do want to ask you this, Darrell, because yeah. along with what um, Tommy just mentioned, you are very technical, strategic mm-hmm. about. It seems like everything is calculated. Sure. Which is that is. Amazing. Can you tell us, is there certain books that you would recommend, certain things you would recommend to kind of read or someone wants to get more technical about their running? Because I know you do a lot of reading. Is there anything that you would recommend or do so that they can kind of get a better understanding on running, things to do, anything you would recommend? Sure. Um, so two running books that I would say changed everything for me. Okay. Um, from a training perspective, Advanced Marathoning by uh, Pete Fitzinger. Um that book has so the back of it has training plans, mm-hmm. but the whole first half um, is running, running theory, uh, stretching, um, just everything. And I, what I would encourage people to do is so often we get books and we just go to the plan, straight to the plan. Yeah. With advanced marathoning, read the beginning, particularly the the first two chapters. Okay. Um, it goes over racing strategy, racing concepts, all of that stuff. Um, so that's a training book. Um, and a fictional book is a book called uh, Once a Runner. Okay. Um, that book just, when it, you know how sometimes somebody says something or you hear something that captures the essence of running? Mm-hmm. That book captures all of the, the feels and the emotions of running. And I, okay. I think it, it would apply no matter where you are on the running spectrum. Okay. If you've ever tried really hard and just went for it, that book is going to speak to you. Or if you haven't and you read it, it's going to make you want to do it. Okay. Yeah. 
So nice. those two books I would recommend. Okay. And I have one other thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know that we've discussed before your diet. You've obviously changed your diet from the pizza and the hot wings and all that good stuff. Um, and I know you are now a vegan, what some people call a vegan runner, correct? What does that look like for you now? And how long have you been running as a vegan? Um, so I would say for those that are listening that are true vegans that <laughs> I prefer to call myself plant-based. Okay. Because I have not adopted a vegan lifestyle across the board, as in I still have leather belts. Okay. My car has leather seats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so while I am more conscious, I, so from a dietary perspective, I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. I don't eat any animal products and I don't eat any animal byproducts. But as far as from a consumerism standpoint, I still purchase suede and leather from time to time, though I'm working on it. Um. I'm sorry. Your question was, how has it? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, clarification. I didn't no, get to your okay. question. We appreciate clarification. Yeah. Um, so I guess how, I guess what I really want to know is how has that been for you? Do you feel like you've seen you being a plant-based runner as a change has helped you in, yes. in regards to this journey? And kind of, I guess I think a lot of, and this is more of a personal question for me. How do you fuel? Because a lot of people get confused with, oh, I need all this protein. I need this. I need this. Like, how do you fuel in the midst of being plant-based? Because I think a lot of people are confused on there's, you can get fuel and protein outside of meat. Right. Okay. So, yes, huge (laughs) changes associated with me moving to a plant-based diet. Before I go into the changes I've experienced, I would like to say I'm not a dietitian. (laughs) I'm not selling this on anyone. (laughs) I know there can be a, a... a conception of of people who are plant-based that they're just trying to listen. If you like eating steak, please eat your steak. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to change anybody. So this is all personal testimony and how it applies to my life. Yes. The change has been phenomenal. The biggest thing I noticed um, was a decrease in inflammation Mm -hmm. and that helped me in two ways. One recovery is way faster. That's the only reason I'm running a hundred miles a week. Now that would have, I was not able to do that on my prior diet. I can go out. I raced a half marathon on Saturday. And then the very next day I ran a 20 miler. And then the very next day I ran 15 miles and I can, my body just snaps right back a lot quicker than it used to. And, um, I also used to get seasonal allergies. You know, I get a lot Mm -hmm. of, uh, mucus buildup all back in here. Um, that is gone. I I don't have any more, uh, sinus issues. So those were the two, immediate physical changes. And when I say immediate, I'm talking within a week of me transitioning to a plant-based diet. It, the change was, was, was that quick and that immediate. Nice. Wow. Well, they say nutrition is everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, me, I, I like, definitely what, is. What are you eating? What are and you actually eating? you taught me something. I didn't know that's what vegan meant. I didn't know. you couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know that when you said, yeah. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Once he said, I was like, okay, that does make sense. If you're Vegan not normally on. speaks to the entire yeah, lifestyle. Your lifestyle. Yeah. Okay, so that does make dietary. sense. Yeah, yeah. I got And you. I appreciate you putting explaining that because I think there are a lot of people that get really sensitive about, well, you still do this, you still do that. And I mm-hmm. think that it's important to know the differences. Word. Well, yes. Darrell, once again, thank you uh, for taking time out and, yes. and, and welcome, speaking man. with us. Is there anything else that you want to say to our, our listening audience? Yes. I want to say that um, whatever it is you want to do in the running community, you can do it. And um, just know that you can do it with full confidence. And everyone has different dreams and aspirations and purposes. You know, mine's may be competitive. Yours may be social or yours may be just getting back in shape. But please don't let anybody 
shift your focus from whatever it is that you want to do. Um, because whatever it is, like, sounds so cliche. So, India, I'm talking to you too. When you tell me, you know, earlier we were talking about you, you saying that you, you, you don't feel this way or you can't get a PR. Listen, if you want to, mm-hmm. you can. And if you don't want to, that's okay. There's going to be a lot of people that are saying like, oh, you should do this. You should run this race or you should get to this time. Maybe you don't want to. And that's mm-hmm. totally cool. There's people that are like, hey, I just want to get up and run every once in a while, yeah. meet some cool people, leave me alone. But if you want to and you decide that this is what you want to do, then you look at yourself in the mirror, you tell your body what you're going to do, you put in the work that Coach O is laying out for you every day, you mold your body, you will watch yourself. And I'm not talking just aesthetically. I'm talking about the way you're going to feel. You're going to feel and see your body adapt to the vision that you have for it. And once you see, once you get a glimpse of it, of that, it's addictive. It's addictive. And you'll apply it to every aspect of your life. It's nothing I can't do. I bought, um, last week I bought a guitar for dummies because mm. I'm going to be a guitar player just because <laughs> I've decided that that's going to be the case. Right. So. Well, thank Whatever you, you want to do, do it. I appreciate that. That's well, I appreciate soul. it too. Darrell, you need to get back on social media, dude. You're so inspirational. I'm you not are... going to be back on social media. <laughs> okay. What if he don't, okay. well, if he don't want that? I'm just he saying. about not wanting stuff. It's, 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 we need <laughs> to hear from you on a constant basis because you because now you have me thinking. Okay, I need to. I really need to get back into my running because there was a time I was really hitting my training and mm-hmm. I've you know fallen off. You know I can blame it on the kid, but it can't be all the kid. Mm-hmm. You have kids. I definitely couldn't just do five hours a night of sleep. But, I mean, (laughs) it's definitely inspirational. I just wish you could get that out to people on a constant basis. We might have to have you on, like, every at least once a month just so you can inspire (laughs) us all. I'd love to. And let me tell you the same thing. I like looking people in the eye. You, Tommy, can do it. Don't say you can't get five hours of sleep. Say you choose not to get five hours of sleep. But if you want to, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be a phenomenal father, a phenomenal husband, and a phenomenal runner all at the same time. You know why? Because we come from strong stock. Think about our people and think about our bloodline and think about the things we've accomplished under the circumstances under which we accomplished them. And that word can't is going to fall out of your vocabulary. You do whatever you want to do. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I'm holding back tears over here. I'm just going to let y'all know. <laughs> Thank you, Gerard. I, I, honestly, welcome. I needed that, you Good. know, because it's not that I don't want to overall PR for the race. I just know there has been so many life changes that have shifted since that last PR. And so I think I'm being more realistic. It's coming because mm-hmm. I know in me that it's coming. But, you know, of course, I'm also looking at time frame and everything. But I'm going to course PR. There you go. At the race. It's going to happen. And, I mean, I miss that that feeling you talk about is I make my yeah. body do what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. And I miss that feeling. Because I had reached that point where I was like, okay, I can if I train like this, oh, this is going to definitely happen. Right. And I, I miss that feeling. And that's why I am such a big proponent of training. And I know there are some people who just like to go join, get a race. They don't train. They just like going running. If that's what you like to do, right. more power to you. But you are so, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you're, you're, you're giving yourself a disservice 
by not training. Because running a race when you've trained for it is the best feeling in the world. It's a good. It is the it's the greatest feeling in the world. But anyway, I'm I'm getting off topic. Thank you again. You <laughs> well, I have to ask him one thing well, because okay. I mean we can't not have him on the on the show and not ask. Darrell, are you running the race? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's happening I'm, in October? I'm running the race. Not only am I running the race, I'm racing the race. Oh. There we go. Okay. Yeah. You have a time goal? Um, or are you not wanting to disclose that so you can um, place? I, I just want to finish <laughs> one second faster than the person in second place. Okay. There it is. That's it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I'm here for it. I love this. I love this. I am here for it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, Once we will again, see you at the race. Definitely. Thank you so much, Darrell. And thank you for your kind words. Like, oh, you definitely welcome. need it. I mean it, too. Okay. I got okay. you. All right. We are here. Good. Okay. I mean it, Tommy. Thank you, sir. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, another great episode. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Darrell, I mean, do you want to go ahead and tell us how we can get your handles? I know you mentioned your blog. Um, any other handles or anything That's else right. that we can, how we can contact you just in case? I'm not on social media, but <laughs> <laughs> you can just find me out on the road. Um, you can email me, uh, D-A-R-E-L Patterson, two T's at gmail.com. Yes, I have a blog, uh, D-A-R-E-L runs.com. That's durrellruns.com. You can contact me there. Um, otherwise, you just see me around. You know. Yeah. I'm easy, I'm easy he, to touch. Well, I mean, I want to make sure that people who, um, like you were saying, you want to get groups together to run. Mm. People who can run with you guys, I want to be able to contact you because right. that does sound like, I mean, that's very, like when I see videos of the guys in Kenya all running together. Right. I'm like, that's that's squad goals right there. That's that's mm-hmm. something that we definitely need. So I, I'm with you on that. That's yes. what I'm going. If y'all want to do that, contact mm-hmm. Tommy in India. Y'all know how to reach me. We got you. Yeah, hit us up. We'll, we'll how we get in touch with you, India? You can find me on Instagram at I of Indigo Runs. That's I N I O F E N D I G O Runs at. That's on Instagram. Facebook is India Cook. And on email, it is milesfromindia at gmail.com. And you can reach me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. Tmitch68 on Instagram. And then, of course, at the Run Duo on Instagram. All right. All right. Another great episode. Definitely. We will see y'all later. Bye. Peace.